What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Love, the Life, All the Things Weird with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne, as we are talking today about mucking about making magic. How to guide your how to guide to muck. <laughs> I I love our title. And I love your copy on this. This was so brilliant. It was mm-hmm. in a baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, because we yes. actually did talk about mucking last week because we mucked about for two weeks in London and Ireland and we were pretty much like hot messes most of the time in various ways of um <laughs> being being lost um you know like really like um is it the three stooges that all that are like just they blunder all their blunders right it's just like the comedy through blundering so that was pretty much us for 2 weeks um in various ways and you know so it really got us talking about the idea of mucking this idea that what if your biggest blunders are your gateway to your biggest magic that what if you know your bank account that's zero or that your twenty thousand dollars in debt is actually a sign of your brilliance with money that's wanting to come through that you had to create such a mess that you could find the breakthrough with that you know that your your all of your judgments around not creating your dream business that it could actually be a portal for more, more expression of you, that what's happening with your body with chronic pain or extra weight is your body's magic that's wanting to emerge. You know, specifically for me, you know, I feel a lot of judgment around my romantic relationships, my romantic history. You know, I've talked about it a lot on the show about feeling like I never get it right, um, you know, and and having you know, been divorced twice, engaged and broken engagements twice. And, um, you know, now in this intense relationship with Megan um, for eight years, you know, and then creating other relationships that are also intense. It's like WTF. Um, You know, what I often feel judgmental about um, relationship and yet as a coach, um, and as an intuitive, I cannot tell you how many people come to me um, for relationship um, coaching, which is cracks me up because it's not—it's <laughs> never, it's never something I 
say, oh, please, you know, please let me help you with that. But what I was actually sharing this with Natalie, um, my really good friend Natalie that I teach um, and facilitate Unleash with. I was there this last weekend teaching Unleash Your Mystic in San Francisco with her. Um, and we were in a conversation and I said, you know, it is it is actually the most interesting thing feeling like a complete failure in moments with regards to relationship and then I'm in front of all these people that are asking me about relationship and the thing that I can say is that there's not one situation there's not one thing that they tell me that I haven't experienced in romantic relationship not one thing that they've thrown out at me that I haven't personally um, experienced and so I was saying to Natalie like at the very least I can be a space of complete empathy and like total allowance and non-judgment of anything that people bring me with regards to romantic relationship because I have been through it and felt it, experienced it all, right? And so again, it's like what what if your biggest faux pas was a gateway for your most incredible powerful self? Um, you know, I'm still in that question with regards to some of this. And I think what I want to bring to the table today is mocking about you often feel like you don't know what is happening. Like it literally feels you. I mean, often you feel confused. You feel frustrated. You It feels intense. Like mucking can also be really playful and curious. And I think that was really fun for us, you know, that even though there was so much like tomfoolery happening um, and uh, quote. What? There was what happening? Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery? Two (laughs) weeks of tomfoolery. But, you know, it was still also so fun and playful and the most magic came out of it in our in our two weeks together. Um, You know, so it was for me, it was this incredible roller coaster of like the the most intense magic um, and the most intense energy running through my body. Like I had debilitating back pain while I was in London that I've never experienced, you know, and yet then that broke through into the most incredible um, facilitation of Live Your Magic than I've ever experienced and been a part of. So um, so interesting, Every everybody's, my points of view and everybody else's points of view about, you know, what magic looks like and feels like and um, <sighs> what energy it is. Can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shirts, boys, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, somebody in the chat room said that some of their biggest faux pas, um, like some of the best dessert I've made came from screwing up, right? And like mm-hmm. how often does that happen and how many, like it's crazy. Like I read somewhere one time that um, – that like something like 90% of inventions actually were failures. It, there was like, there was an attempt to invent something else. But then mm-hmm. out of that something else, this other thing came through. So it's like, you know, post-it notes came from uh, somebody to invent what is now super glue. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the, the thing about it is, and, and the thing that I want to address and like what kind of, what, 
I want to look at what would allow us to muck. If we're if our context, our idea, and I and I really, I really feel like this is really so, is that the more we can muck, the more magic we can make. The more we can mm-hmm. muck, the more magic we can make. And the reason is, is that magic cannot really enter a container of linearity. It's mm-hmm. like of this plus this equals this. The causal world, magic does not, it, it cannot flourish. It, it kind of suffocates magic, if you will, right? And so like going on this linear path of, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to get to my destination, right? Like there's not really a lot of room for magic in that. So magic actually requires a locking. And I want to acknowledge one of my coaches that I follow. His name is Michael Neal for the for the term mucking. I just he he talks about it a lot, and I just really like that word. It's not his word necessarily, but he uses it with uh, regard to getting in a getting into creativity and creating things. Is like creation is actually a form of mucking as well. And so one of the things that 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 we need to get. Um, so, so here's the thing, and, and we're talking about light and fun mucking. We're talking about like in the muck mucking. Like, oh, I'm in my shit. Blah. We're talking about that kind of muck. And the thing that I want to say and, and to be clear about is, yes, there will be pain sometimes in mucking, but suffering is completely optional. And and how do we be in the play of the muck, even if it's even if like we're having the worst day ever and it's horrible and the mucking feels like crap i mean think about it think about the caterpillar right when it's completely decomposed inside the chrysalis like that Mm -hmm. dude's muck man (laughs) there's nothing there and it's like and and in that phase there's not necessarily anything to so sometimes Mm -hmm. we're like in the in the causal world we think something's wrong i think we need to fix it and then we get frustrated because it can't be fixed. Well, think about if the caterpillar was doing that, trying to fix his decomposition. When it's actually required, the decomposition is required to form the butterfly. So sometimes mm-hmm. mucking just looks like, wow, I want to I wanna kill myself and everyone else today. Hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can I love myself more for that? Like being the, the, the thing that keeps us from going into the suffering of the muck, it, I feel is non-judgment and um, and allowance and self-love. Like just to go, cool, this is where I am right now. And I think you said this a little bit earlier, hon, it's like, and what's next? Like is mm-hmm. what's next self-care? Is what's next love? Is what's next you know, crawling in bed and putting the covers over my head and watching Netflix all day. It's what's next going and, you know, jumping in a pool and moving my body. What's next? And whatever occurs, Mm -hmm. that is part of the mucking. But as long as we're in this dualistic thinking of, okay, this is what's supposed to be happening and it's not, therefore my life sucks, therefore the world sucks, it's really hard to muck when you have all those judgments to contend with, instead of just going, okay, this is the energy I'm in, being real about it, being truthful about it, and then going, what's next? I think that really is what kind of mucking is. Don't you feel, hun? Yes. Um, 
Yes, and I would say that for me, it's been such an interesting thing coming back um, from two weeks abroad because um, I've I feel like so 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 much magic opened up there, and so it was, there's a crazy expansion with going to these incredible sites with energy and Iverbury and Stonehenge and Hill of Tara and all these places, you know that. Um, and spaces like um, Live Your Magic London. It was so, so crazy magic. And so there's so, so much opening and expansion um, that I feel like coming home. Um, since then, I've just been in so much contraction, um, which is really not usual for me. Like I can usually pop out pretty quick. Um, but it's been very intense, like not being able to get back on my normal sleep schedule, um, being really raw, like feeling very triggered, um, very, very, like a lot of what I would quote call my shadow um, side has come out a lot since I've come home. Um, and it's this interesting thing for me because it's just like I I hate that part. I want to go into judgment. You know, I um, I want to go like Suzanne, you're so much more conscious than this. You're so much more advanced than this. Why are you feeling feelings of jealousy right now? You know, like this is this that was so 10 years ago. Like I really do want to go to so much um, judgment of myself for being in this contracted space. Um, and yet that's the part of mucking. Like, you know, when I woke up this morning, I didn't want to do this radio show. I was like, Really, I literally, I was like, fuck it. Like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not, I don't want to. I just don't want to. I'm not in a good space. I don't want to talk about this. I, you know, like, wake up, before I even wake up, I'm crying. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's like I wake up to myself crying. So it's like, I didn't want to be here, you know? Um, and so, and there's these moments where you really are in the muck and it feels so intense and you're, you believe your stories, you believe the limitations, you believe the judgments, you believe it. It feels very, very real. This morning it felt very, very real. And, you know, I think for me in those moments um, that there's a place where I I go to my commitment, you know, like, um, like, I'm not going to not know what just because I feel this way. You know, like I have a commitment to me, to Megan, to my audience, to the show that that I'm going to show up and do this. And that, you know, so so much of what we see is people, you know, in a good base showing up. But how often do people show up truly in their mess? You know, and they're, you know, like they're vulnerable and they're raw and... You know, and I appreciate those moments when I see people doing that. So, here I am in my mess, you know, saying, like, today I don't want to be on this show. Today I don't want to be talking. Today I don't, in this 10 seconds, I really don't even want to be on this stupid planet honestly it feels too intense and hard in this moment 
does that make me suicidal? No. <laughs> it just means in this moment, I'm with what is. And what is, is that I just, it's too hard. Sometimes it just feels really overwhelming. It feels really hard to show up and be you. There's, I feel like there's so much that we have to overcome as magic makers on this planet, you know. And... um so, but I feel like oftentimes we uh, we as coaches and light workers that we that we are pain, in pain in silence in our own rooms we're not sharing that with the world you know we're in a way suffering in silence and I don't want to do that I think part of my magic is the willingness to be real and the willingness to be to show the intensity of what life can be you know both in its amazingness and also in its crap that I'm willing to show it all I'm willing to be it all I'm willing to hold space for it all you know and so that's the place that I'm in is a, an an isness of um I just don't I don't want to be here. I have a commitment to being here and so I am, am here and maybe my where I'm at can serve someone else and me at the same time. So I would say that first of all, thank you for just being allowing your insights to be on the outside. You know, so many of us are kind of doing one thing on the outside and a different thing on the inside, and it's to me like being really true to yourself, to what's happening in this 10 seconds, not that you can't change it in the next 10 seconds, right? It's not like it's a sentence that you have to now be here, but it's like, okay, this is what's real in this 10 seconds. This is what's true in this 10 seconds. And can I have compassion with this? Can I have allowance for this? You know, and from where I sit and just in my interactions with you in the last couple of days you know and even just right before we went on live is that there is it does feel like that mush place you know like even hugging you like there's this really tender softness about you right now you know and like something that I learned from one of my mentors Katie Hendricks is that you know, as a coach, right, as a change worker, as a healer, sometimes the only thing to do is make the patient comfortable. Like, you know, if I was a doctor and somebody was had whatever going on, there's like, there's something, there's like sort of this internal creative healing process that goes on in each one of us. And a lot of different things, like when we're creating something, there's this creative process, there's this dynamic, there's this thing that's going on uh, underneath the surface. Like um, uh, Mary, Mary's in our chat room today, and you know she she um, 
just had a baby a little over a year ago. And like when the baby's gestating, there's really nothing for the mother to do other than keep herself comfortable. Self-care really is the only thing to do when it's not like she has to wake up every day and go, well, we're going to build the arm today. You know, it's like there's this sort of internal process. And I think sometimes in trying to fix things or override things or change things or I don't want to feel this right now, we we actually interfere with the process or we, we can potentially prolong the process by interfering with the mechanism. It's kind of like if you saw a chrysalis um, all, and, and you're like, and you uh, opened it up, you know, like, okay, come on, butterfly, let me help you out, you know, like we would, we would totally fuck up nature, you know, if, if we, if we treated nature like we treat ourselves, we would fuck that shit up, you know, and so like, really, like, in this 10 seconds, like, really, uh, you know, I, I just want to be a Base and maybe everybody listening in this 10 seconds could kind of be with something that's been a little bit hard to be with, like whether it's your money situation or something that's happening with health or um, whatever it is, and and just give it 10 seconds of allowance, 10 seconds of love, 10 seconds of ah. Oh, Let's make that patient comfortable, knowing that there is an organic process at work always. Everything is in motion always. The good thing, the good news is, is nothing is ever going to stay the same. Now, we think this is bad news in some ways, but it's actually the good news because this place where you are, Suzanne, is temporary. It will change. You will have different thoughts. You will feel differently. Mm-hmm. So let's stay in this beautiful love nest, our beautiful chrysalis, while we go on break. And when we come back, we're going to continue mucking on Love Life and All Things Weird. See you in a minute. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. 
Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Oh, welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. <laughs> all Things Weird. <laughs> and, and we're raw, mucking, and we're mucking, and, and we're mucking. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's part, like, when I, when I look at the fun muck, you know, it really is, the muck gets funner the less seriosity we put on it, right? It's like, you know, if the caterpillar were to really realize, oh, my God, my whole body is decomposed, <laughs> the, you know, he, he might get in the own, his own way of becoming the butterfly, right? But I, I think that as... As people, as human beings, we get, we have the luxury and the not luxury of self-awareness, right? It's like, I'm melting, I'm melting, you know? Um, and I think, you know, what was, what's so fun, like when you and I go out on adventures and stuff and, and like figuring out where we are and all of that, it's like we don't, we've done it so much that we don't, we don't very often get stressed in the process. Like every now and again, I can't remember what day it was that we were going, we were like trying to get from one train to the next on the tube, you know, in London. And we were like, ah, <laughs> but like we really ever know where we're going because like both of us are directionally challenged, but we travel so much. Mm -hmm. Suzanne can read a map. I can read a map to save my ass. And like, and I have this body awareness of, oh, I feel like it's over there. I feel like it's over there. And somehow between playing, pinging our capacities, we sort of muddle through. We muck about and, and there is an adventure quality to it. And like, I wonder what would happen if we could bring that adventure quality mucking about to our everyday lives, to the things we're creating. Like I get really serious a lot around my creations. And around, like, this is really serious. It's just going to change the world. And <laughs> why isn't anybody choosing it? Why can't I get it done? And, you know, that whole process. But really, when, when you're creating something, like, the creative process requires that we don't know, requires that we muck, requires that we don't know what the F we're doing, so that something new can come through, right? If you knew what was going to be created, it wouldn't actually be that interesting or new. It wouldn't be, by definition, creation, which is bringing something new in. So that place of, I, and I also think that the mucking is a way to be in the unknown in a way that's a little bit funner and not so scary. It's, it's like, okay, you know, because truthfully, there's nothing, there's no way of predicting anything. Every moment of our lives is a form of improv. Every moment of our, we're improving this right now. It's not like we scripted our show. 
you know, and even people who script shows, <laughs> they can't really think what's going to happen. You know, it's like all of life is this improv. So how can we have more fun? How can we have more fun in our mess? And it's like, you know, if you look at the places, if we look at places that stop us, right? Like for me, um, in, in the, in the process of creation, one of the things that stopped me a lot is like, I don't know how to do internet marketing. It's so intense. There's so much energy. I don't know what to do. There's so many systems. There's so many. And I allow myself to get really overwhelmed by the not knowing how instead of like, okay, well, what would happen if I did this? What would happen if I did this? To actually test things, see what happens, test and adjust. So that would be another way to talk about what mucking is, is we test something and then we adjust. And we test something. And then we adjust. And just like that. And until we, we figure it out. And what I've noticed for myself, and, and I finally did this with the marketing aspect of my business, when I really gave myself permission to just muck about, to make mistakes, to go, oh, wow, I didn't know I couldn't post on that site. Cool. You know, <laughs> to get in trouble, to piss somebody off. Like we're trying to live our lives in such a way as to look perfect and never make anybody mad, and never upset the apple cart, and, you know, that's a great way to contain magic. That's a great way to not create anything. And so what is it that would allow you that space to just be in creation? Mm. And so I think about, you know, little you, kids. Well, you speak to the yeah. uh, the judgment that comes up that creates this wall with being what is and with um you know actually being in creation because i think judgment shuts down creation you know it shuts down anything really in the way of something new so how like especially with you know i think everybody has that area of their lives that feels unchangeable you know like for i know many many people where it's their body that feels so unchangeable or it feels like they're in a constant cycle of um shit with their bodies you know and and yet the the more it happens the more judgment there is um and the more that this energy of curiosity leaves um there's no space it's just constriction, contraction, judgment, heaviness. So what is the what's the way through that? Because we're talking about mucking, but mucking in and of itself has a sense of like movement to it already. What if yes. you're just mm -hmm. solid, you know? Does that make sense? Well, it's, that's the solid bit is where is the sort of the making patient comfortable part, right? It's like there's at least from the outside, when the caterpillar is in the chrysalis, there's not movement happening. But if you look on the inside, there's shit tons of movement, right? As the as things are being decomposed and as like the new the wings are emerging and whatever is being built, like if you look inside. Right? There's shit tons of movement occurring. Right? So I think, 
I, I think that you've asked me a couple of different questions, like what do we do about the judgment that gets in the way of the king, that gets in the way of that that natural exploration and experimentation. And then there's the piece about, like, what do I do if there's no movement? Mm-hmm. Or or was that connected? Was that the same question or was that two questions? Well, now that you say it, I guess it is two questions. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Okay, so... um the 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 movement part i would say and 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 that's kind of like when you're birthing a baby right when the baby's gestating there's not really necessarily external movement but there's a shit ton of internal movement going on so maybe just asking the question is like you know is this the change i've been asking for like that's a great question that i that we got from access consciousness one of the questions that I've been asking lately in that place is what magic is trying to come through this? Because one of the things that I, as um, you were talking earlier about, like, what is it that has you keep moving when you don't want to move? And I think you're kind of an expert on this. Like, you will take action when you're terrified. You know, you'll keep moving forward even if you're decomposed, you know, like that's something that I have always really admired and been inspired about with you, right, is like there is this sort of uh, constant forward motion that's propelled by, as you said, commitment. Like for me, um, I, I noticed that if, if I tell somebody I will, if I say, hey, I, I'm going to show up for you at this time and place, um, then that's the thing that propels me and moves me when I don't want to move, right? Where I want to like, no, I don't want to move. I just want to stay here and stay solid. And truthfully, like so much of what the alchemical process that's happening with magic on this planet right now is the decomposition of the solidities and the densities moving into space and light and flow. I feel like we're doing that with our bodies. I feel like we're doing that with old constructs. Like anything and everything that has been solid is going to have to decompose at some level to shift into the magic and the light and the and the transformation and the the vibrational shifts that are occurring on the planet right now. So this is mm-hmm. like really mucking about is the work that we're that we got to do right now and that that movement of the solid into the space. You know? So that's why like the question that I um that I asked on a call the other day is a uh, we have a follow-up program to Live Your Magic called Magic in Action. We had our first call on Sunday, and um, I was like, as as people leave Live Your Magic, because Live Your Magic is like, talk about like, you know, moving energy, making things solid and making it light. Like people look so different. Like they're 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 actually physically different, you know. But then, what do you do? Is kind of like what you're talking about when you came back from live your magic and and the magical European tour of your whole system is different 
and you've shifted all these stability points and who am I now and and all of that, like that place of like unknown, right? And it's like, okay, if there's solid, if there's stuckness, there is a transformation trying to happen. There are butterfly wings trying to come from that. So what magic is trying to happen here? What magic is trying to come through this? What magic is trying to reveal itself? Because one of the things that we have done is we have suppressed and repressed our magic so like completely and severely we've sol- we've solidified our magic into problems and constructs so in order to cast the magic free the free the magic you know like it it requires going into some of these darker heavier places that like you're in right now right and like you know your your magical energy, your capacities in the last, I would say, three weeks have been on fire, right? Like, wouldn't you say, like, probably you felt the most magical maybe ever of your whole life? Yes, I would say that that's very true. And I would say, like, all kinds of, I I don't know what that, the image that I'm thinking of, I don't know where it comes from, what movie it comes from. But I feel like there's, uh, like I'm shape shifting, and there's energy coming out of my hands, and there's there's like lightning bolts all around me, and I'm channeling, and there's like it's I feel like almost like one of those machines that goes haywire. I feel that way. Like I feel like it's all just kind of coming out of me. Um, it's coming out of me in um, with my clients too like they're like they're like life changing sessions you know like i just like i said i just taught unleash your mystic on saturday in san francisco with natalie um and so the whole day was about practicing with your intuition your magic but we didn't even we hadn't even started class when one woman started almost like channeling and she was seeing a vision of her on sacred land like next year and it was this incredible opening she'd never ever seen something like that her body was shaking and vibrating the whole day she processed it because it was such an incredible opening to her magic but that started that happened before class even started which for Natalie and I, when we debriefed it later, was like that is a true representation of the space that we were holding, right? Like the place, like the whole group was um, doing, they were tapped into the, at one point they were tapped into the same channeling for a person. They were tapped into the same vision. I've never seen um, intuition work like that where they were in the same part of the pool and they were seeing the same vision for this woman that was on the quote hot seat um and it's like group uh channeling and intuition that i've never experienced before in a group like that i've experienced it myself i've experienced with another person but i've never experienced in a group like that so that like I, and again like these were beginners these were these were women who didn't know they could do this they'd never opened up their intuition like that before 
Um, and so it, obviously the magic was coming through them, but it started with Natalie and I being the space for that. Um, and I know that what I have opened, what I opened up to on the tour, you know, on the, was part of what created that beingness in me, um, that I could hold that space and that container so that, um, you know, what I would almost call muggles would have one of the most magical intuitive days of their lives. Um, and so, yes, amidst all of this decomposing, there has been this incredible, incredible um, magic that's come through. And it's scary and intense and highs and lows. And I think, you know, it's that for me, it's like, how do I stay with all of this intensity um, from one moment to the next? And maybe we can talk about that when we get off, when we go get back from break, because we got to go on break. So we're, you're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and we'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. It's your turn to say welcome. <laughs> Do you not know? No. You say welcome back. I say, mm-hmm. okay. you say tomato, I say tomato. Tomato, I say what tomato, you say what potato. The, what the muck? Let's just muck. <laughs> Let's just muck about. Um. So we were talking before the break 
about how to get out of the density for movement to happen, how to let go of judgment. So, yeah, I would say that the number one thing that slows down the organic process is judgment. It's like I said, if the if the caterpillar could judge its process, <laughs> it would never become a butterfly, I think. You know what I mean? And it's like one of the things that I like to think about is, is looking at our natural, creative, organic uh, capacities. Like if you watch children, right? Children muck. They're always in motion. They're always creating something, you know? <laughs> Maybe they're painting your wall a color you wouldn't prefer or, you know what I mean? But they're always in that creative process and they don't judge themselves. That's why they can stay in motion, you know? Like um, somebody once said that, you know, it's a good thing we learn to walk before we have judgment. Otherwise, most of us wouldn't learn to walk. We'd be like, oh, my God, I'm such a bad walker. I don't think I'm ever going to walk. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, but as a baby, we don't have all that noise going on. We're just mucking about. We're just figuring out how those legs work and wobbling about and falling on our little diapered ass, you know, and like coming along. And so I feel like, you know, that's one of the things that as adults that we get to unlearn is that judgment process of like, oh, is this right? Is this wrong? Like we go into schools and we get conditioned with there's a right way to learn and a wrong way to learn and we better find the right way to learn. And like we have family conditioning about the right way and the wrong way. And so like what I would say um, is let's do a few clearings and then let's talk about what people can do for themselves of like um, some really simple tools. For me, uh, for me, it's question, you know, like, um, it's funny because my my tennis coach, I also coached for a while. And so he would like put my shit back on me all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I said that. But I used to do this thing in matches where I would go, oh, well, there's no chance now. Right. It's like and I would like I would be within and like in his perspective, I would be within reach of changing, you know, the outcome of the match of maybe coming back or winning. But I would see from the perspective of like, there's no chance. And so I would start playing like crap, <laughs> you know. And so what he, he what he coached me to do is when I was serving, it's like, OK, cool. I'm down 40. I wonder what could happen now, you know, like and and just mm -hmm. really like. Not from a place of I'm going to win now and I'm positively focused and I can do this, but from hmm, you actually you never know what could happen. I've come back from Love 40 before. People come back from Love 40 all the time. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Let's see. And so that creates this neutrality that allows them up to happen. That allows like let's see, let's see what well let's see what can happen. And over and over and over again, just doing that. Um, allowed me to change a lot of outcomes that previously I just would kind of give up, so to speak, you know? So like, huh, the, I wonder what would happen if I did this. And you know what? I've also even done that with judgment, right? So there was this one, um, I can't remember like what it was that I was wanting to create, but I wasn't kind of allowing myself to do it. And I'm like, all right, so maybe I, maybe this will be the worst thing ever. Does it still feel fun to do? And I'm like, yeah, still mm -hmm. feels fun. So I'm just going to have fun with it, right? Or like I had this whole thing with money around deserving, 
Like, did I deserve it? Was I worth it? You know? And then I thought, well, I might not deserve it. I might, I might be just a scoundrel and I probably don't deserve any money, but I'd like to choose it. Like, it's kind of like looking, instead of seeing those judgments as stopping points and like, as the truth, the judgment is I'll never be good enough. Well, I'll be, I won't be. What do I like to do? What do I like to do now? Right? Kind of looking, kind of seeing judgment in the face and go, well, even if you are true judgment, what other choices do I have in this 10 seconds? What would I like to choose? Regardless of that. So that's one of the tools that I use personally to play with judgment is like I ask different kinds of questions and I'm like, okay, what if the worst is true? That I'm uh, <laughs> a scoundrel, uh, I'm faking it, I'm a fraud, I'm like all those worst fears that have me not muck and have me not put things out. What if it's all true? Okay, cool. Well, what would you like to do after breakfast, essentially? You know, and like, what can you choose now? So anywhere and everywhere that you're allowing the judgments you have of you to be the truth of you, can we uncreate and destroy that? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Yeah. And everywhere you've decided you can't, all the places that you've decided you can't, you're not, it won't work. Can we uncreate and destroy that? <clears throat> yes, yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So we just did something called, if, you, if you're not familiar with access, we just did something called the clearing statement, which is where we ask a question and the, the intent of that is to bring up energy. And then the statement that sounded like gobbledygook is really a way of changing the energy of something. And you can get more information about that on theclearingstatement.com because it's a really awesome tool for changing judgment. And in the moment, if you don't know access, you don't have clearing tools or whatever, you could really just ask a question. Even like um, Byron Katie's work, right, where she takes every sort of assumption and goes with it. Um, she has this whole self-inquiry process, and it starts with, is this really true? Could I prove it in a court of law? <laughs> you know, and just like really challenging that. And and the other the other two questions that I'm really fond of with regards to changing judgment and creating that space for the mucking to occur is what's right about this I'm not getting and what's right about me I'm not getting. And what magic is <laughs> is at play here. What magic is happening through this? What magic is trying to happen through this? What is transforming that I've been asking to transform? <laughs> I just don't like the process very well. And any time we can ask any kind of question, and for me sometimes, when I'm in the place like where you're feeling today, like the generally like I'm pretty stupid in those places, and, and I just ask the most basic question that we got from Access, which is what else is possible here? What else is possible here? What else is possible here? And to ask that 
you know, with if every with any judgment that comes up, with any stuff that comes up, to just go, what else is possible? And and sometimes in those moments, I don't have my fancy questions. I don't have my fancy tools to access because I'm mush. I'm not supposed to be like fluent, you know, <laughs> in the mush, right? My job in mush is to be mush. So sometimes it's just giving myself mm-hmm. the space through question to to actually be at ease with whatever process that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for me, I really recognize that it's it's just a part of the rhythm, you know, of life. Um, and so I've been through enough of these waves of contraction and expansion that I know um, that I can get through this too, you know, and so for me, it's just like what would feel good in this moment, you know, and so I, um, you know, I took the morning off, I'm going to go be in nature, um, you know, because nature always, always brings me peace, and um, I'm going to, you know, take a bath and do stuff that feels good to my body, um, because I can't sleep, but I can at least, um, so I have this tiredness and weariness, but at least I can bring um, some uh, calm to my body and so that it knows it's not the end of the world. And, um, you know, really ask questions and go from there. So there always is a way through. Sometimes it's just a different path you know, and a different question and a different um, vulnerability, a different reach out, a different person and coming into your life um, to support you and help you and being willing to ride the wave and muck about and receive, receive, receive. You know, I think that's the, 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 the gift in this is I'm in a place of surrender and, um, and I'm in a place of like, I don't know what this is. And um, and I'm willing. I'm willing. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Got to be willing. Got to be in the game. Can't be part in the game and get and get to, you know get to the fun of it. So hop in the game. Be willing to muck about and just try it. Try our mucking and and let us know how it goes. And we'll be back next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.